Hello, Chris. This is a podcast only for Chris. Chris, if you're listening, what's going on? Don't have a specific Chris in mind. Just wanted to freak someone out if they are named Chris. Are you named Chris? Aren't we all named Chris in our hearts? Lift them up to the Lord. Chris. <laughs> I have two Chris's that come to mind when I think of Chris. I think of uh, my friend Chris, who is my friend's boyfriend. Uh, friend is Sarah Mulford, previous guest of the podcast. Uh, wonderful collaborator in, in the Nova Darlings. Um, an incredible solo artist as well. And one of my best dang friends. Uh, her boyfriend, Chris, I'm also friends with. It feels weird because it's a friend of a friend, but then also becomes your friend. Um, but I've never hung out with Chris without Sarah, but I totally would. So for real, Chris, if Chris is really listening to this, I would totally hang with you, bro. Because um, Chris is delightful. Um, and he's smart and he's funny and he's nice. And that's what we want in our friends, don't, isn't it? Um, for real, though. And uh, the other Chris that comes to mind is my older cousin, Chris. And I've probably talked about him at some point on the podcast. But he is my cousin, but he, he lived with us for a couple of years uh, growing up. And uh, it was really cool because I had never had an older brother. I, I have two older sisters. And then when he moved in, he was kind of like an older brother. Um, very older brother vibes in terms of like he knew cool music and cool video games and shared them with me. And that was really awesome. Which I feel like is such a, that's such a like sibling thing. It's like older siblings like sharing their favorite media with younger siblings. And he, uh, I remember him playing like Elder Scrolls Morrowind like back in the dang day. Um, I remember him being really into Jeff Buckley and it, I didn't get into it at that time, but I got into it later, and I I had a little bit of a frame of reference because of him. Um, and he quickly became one of my favorite artists of all time. And uh, but the most impactful, I think, things that he shared with me were, <laughs> and he shared with them, them with me at the same time, uh, was World of Warcraft and the Postal Service, um, which was World of Warcraft was just like, oh my gosh, fantasy online game and boy oh boy was it a good time and i think about it a lot <laughs> just how how lost i would get in that world and how fun it was um and i haven't played it since i've been i think i played it once in college at a friend's house just for fun um anyways my cousin chris very nice cool guy um motherfucking yeah so we'd be playing world of warcraft and then he would have like some like cd that his friend burned for him and i remember on it it was like system of down and rob zombie and like a lot of this more like harder rock metal stuff you know and then somehow the puzzle service was on there um and i forget what else was on there that'd be fun to go and see what else was on there um but that's what i remember and i remember I had to go through my dad's closet. There was like this hallway where the computers were. 
and then you like went through you like went through my parents' room, through my dad's closet, and there was like then there was like a a room where we watched TV and stuff. And so I like have <laughs> so many memories of like going through my dad's closet, you know, it smells all old in there. And uh I like peek my head into the TV room and I'm like, Hey Chris, what's that one song with the it was talking about uh assassination of John F. Kennedy? <laughs> and he was like, huh? He's like, uh, I think it was Postal Service or something. I was like, okay. And then I went back to LimeWire and downloaded every Postal Service song I could get my little greasy hands on. And that was honestly big. I was like maybe 10 or 11. This is like a... And that was it for me, man. That was like, welcome to the welcome to the world of making art and how cool it can be. Um, and I just remember like, just the, those lyrics just blew my mind to that song, Sleeping In by the Postal Service. And uh, that really just like awakened this desire to, to write songs in me, you know? And it was such a... And just the sounds of it, I'd walk around and it was really like the only record on my iPod mini at the time! It was like that and a bunch of Weird Al songs. And then like, uh, I think Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. And... That was who I was. <laughs> so shout out to all the Chris's in your life. Yeah. And uh, we've got a great episode of the podcast for you today. This is someone that I've known for a while peripherally. Uh, Jacob Berger from Moon Tower. A band I'm a big fan of and I've had the pleasure and honor of working with. Um... In the songwriting capacity. And uh, it's cool because I've like gotten to know all the guys in Moon Tower better over the years. Um, but particularly Jacob, in this quarantine, we've been doing these like uh, Zoom, FaceTime uh, writing sessions. And it's been super fun and interesting and challenging uh, and in a good way of like a oh, how do, we, how do we navigate this? But also, like, just co-writing in general. It's always always frightening to me in a good way of, like, ooh, I don't want to do this. What if I'm bad at it? <laughs> and then I'm always glad that I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, man, yeah, what a, what a nice time it, it is to, uh, to know. My friend Jacob, and he's just, like, very thoughtful, and wise, and uh, he's also fucking cool, dude. And he dresses super fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know if you'll hear this, but <laughs> shout out to your wardrobe. I wish it was mine. <laughs> Without further ado, here's me talking about songwriting and uh, what it means to be honest in art, a common theme on the podcast, um, with some insightful revelations from my friend Jacob and then all we also just talk about routines what it means to be part of a collaborative project all that good stuff guys moon tower check them out if you haven't already if you haven't already what are you doing you're an idiot and I love you and here's a podcast (laughs) 
Do you want to hit us with a, a one, two, three, and we'll clap? Okay. All right. Even though it won't right, be in well, sync, it'll it's be, not a, gonna be a at starting all point. <laughs> okay. Okay, ready? One, two, three. <laughs> wow, cool, you were, cool, cool. You're like a full second behind me. <laughs> Do you remember when we were writing the other day? Um, and uh, no, I, I don't. I, I, we, we, <laughs> We, we've written music together at some point. You've been blackout drunk for all of those times. <laughs> uh, when we figured out the lag of the clap so that like I could clap along to with what you were playing. Oh, you were so on point, though. Like, that was fun. You, it was a fun experiment. You got, like, your, your, your timing is... I, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have made that mental calculation. It was, it was a fun music nerd moment. Jacob! I'm- how are you? Oh man, I am uh, uh, speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making the time for this, man. I'm very excited. Of course, I think uh, I've always been. Uh, I've never been on a podcast before. Oh shit! So this is pretty crazy. Heck yeah, I'm I'm honored, man. Do you listen to many podcasts? Um, I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell fan. Word. Um. I, I've yet to get into his podcast. I gotta get into it. It's really cool. It's not like I'd say it's pretty. It's like the Chipotle of podcasts. Word, like you always know what you're gonna get. It's not. It's it's great. It's, it's delicious. Reliable. It's reliable. Accessible. But it's not like. It's not like you know. You're not gonna take a vacation. It's like taking a vacation to like London. It's like, of course, everybody goes to London. You're going to have a great time. But it's not like, oh, my God, I went to this one little tiny city in Morocco. And like, you have to go there because it's the most beautiful place. In Are we saying world. that London is the Chipotle of the world? <laughs> <laughs> London is the Chipotle of travel destinations. <laughs> Wild. Heck yeah. And I want to live it. Like, I'd love to live in London. Cause yeah, it's re- you know, it'd be an amazing time and like reliable. But have you spent time like, in you, London? You don't want to live in like a remote city in Morocco. Like that's that would just be so inconvenient. Right. I see what you're saying. Have you spent time in Morocco or London? No, no, I have not. Oh, I spent time in London. We were there for Reading and Leeds uh, last year, and fell in love with it. And I absolutely do want to live there. Hell uh, yeah! At some point, Morocco. No, I've I've never spent any time with. Uh, I just was told about this city. The reason I brought that up was there's this like city that was painted blue during World War II in Morocco because there was Jews traveling through the desert um, trying to escape, you know, Hitler. And oh, the, shit. it's a really crazy story. Like the Muslim, I guess, king of Morocco, Hitler said, you need to turn over these Jews. And he said, absolutely not. And they painted this whole city blue, so as they were coming through the desert, they could see the city from afar. Whoa, it's like a beacon. It's a beacon, yeah. So Damn! I've been told it's like, if, you, if you're Jewish and you go to Morocco, it's a must. And it's probably, I mean, for anybody, like, I'm sure it'd be an amazing experience, but. That's so sick, man. Were you, were you bar mitzvahed? Oh, yeah. Bar mitzvahed. I was hoisted in a chair. Yes. 
So, you know, how does, the whole nine. How does Judaism factor into, into your life these days? Uh, Judaism for me is a cultural thing uh, more mm-hmm. than a religious thing. Um, I don't know if I believe in God. I think right now I'm leaning towards the no or side of things. And, um, but I think Judaism has instilled in me the importance of having community and the importance mm. of being thankful. Um, and I think those are reasons why if for, I'm not going to make my kids be any religion that they don't want to be, they're going to be able to make that choice for themselves. Word. Um, but the only reason why I would say that I think it may be an important thing, um, to pass on to my kids is because uh, it teaches you the the main principles I think of Judaism are to be thankful Mm. um, and to appreciate the community that is around you. Um, Were you raised in a, in a community of with Judaism? Yeah. I mean, I went to Hebrew school until ninth grade. Yeah. Which is really, again, it was more just like a place to, to meet other people. Um, right. Is that separate from spirituality school, or is that like your school is? No, it's just like Hebrew Sunday school. school. Sunday. Okay. Cool. 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 I, I, I also went for, on Sundays. <laughs> thank you for Catholic translating for me. <laughs> Catholic translate. No, like honestly, especially in America, um, I feel like, and especially I was Reformed Jewish, which is like literally like Jew dash ish. Oh. That's like what Reformed <laughs> Jewish means. Hell yeah! I know like, nothing of of the sects or anything, so. Reform Judaism basically means you just sort of a la carte, you can just a la carte pick <laughs> what you want to follow. Like I, I, I was never kosher. Um, we didn't celebrate Shabbat every Friday, but then there are some Reform Jews who do take those things a lot more seriously. Uh-huh. Um, but the point of Reform Judaism is it's like Judaism at your own pace. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. Which is what I think is really beautiful about Judaism is in general – there are obviously people that would disagree with what I'm about to say, but in general, the idea is you're taught to question everything and mm. to sort of make your own path to God in right. a way. Right. And so what I really love about Judaism is the answer to most questions. Like, is there an afterlife? Is there a hell? Like, why do we do certain things is kind of like, eh, maybe, or eh. We don't know, or we're figuring it out. Right. Which I That's think sick. is really beautiful. And and there are some people that would be like, no, no, no. Like, you're obviously not understanding these very specific guidelines. And there are people that take Judaism right. um, to be a lot more of a um, following a set of rules. Mm-hmm kind of relationship but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not how that's not how i was raised with religion i was raised um to question right and to find the things in the religion that made you the best version of yourself and to use those things and to not necessarily have to use the things that didn't that's so sick that's awesome were your parents that's very cool are your parents jewish mm-hmm. both of my parents are jewish they're both uh we're all russian jews i always joke like the movie fiddler on the roof is pretty much about my family story. Whoa, the hell yeah. And stuff. But yeah, same thing, like Russian persecution, being pushed out of Russia, mm. um, and then they made their way to America. Yeah, um, that's so, so cool. You know the probably the lineage like way too related. Back. Yeah, I mean, I saw the movie Fiddler on the Roof, and my dad was like, that's your uncle. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> obviously kidding, but... 
Um, but that was the, yeah, the story of, of your, your yeah. heritage. So my family probably could use some like bloodline diversity moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I did a 23 and me and was sorely disappointed with just how homogenous shit was. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, like... <laughs> I was like, I knew I was white, but like, this is embarrassing. Like, I'm so white. Yeah. Well, that's the things like, I'm sure I would learn some interesting stuff, but like other things, but I just know it would be like, you're Russian and also Russian. And right. by the way, you're Russian. And it's just like... Does like the, the Russian um, part of your identity, does that, does that factor in at all? No, zero. Just... I mean, I, I I don't even identify as Russian. I just that's my family. Yeah, no, of lineage. course. Um, it's a just a place I'd love to go and play a show. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, I think like I'd rather like to me the the part of my Jewish lineage that I think is more important for me to explore is like going to Israel and then going to Poland and right. concentration camps and like going to Germany to understand sort of the like what I have the obligation, what things I have the obligation to make sure live on and right. are retold and understood. And, um, yeah, totally. But yeah. And I'm you, sure, I'm sure just my ignorance about what happened to my family in Russia, like I probably should feel the same way about that as well. Cause I know that there was some terrible persecution, you know, that probably my ancestors um, were subjected to um, in Russia. And I, mm. I should learn more about that. But I think obviously I'm more connected to the Holocaust and yeah, sort of yeah. that suffering. Um, so that to me feels like a real obligation and duty to make sure that those people's stories don't get forgotten because that's what happens when people die. There's, you know, things kind of fade away. Right. And that yeah, can't totally. fade away. Otherwise, you know, that's how we keep these things from happening is we don't stop talking about them. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure it's like, it's a more recent and uh, relevant, like, <clears throat> historical touchstone you know yeah absolutely have you done birthright is that something that you that you want to do yeah um i have not done birthright but i think covid well covid i was gonna do it this december oh really Um, yeah so that like my plan was like everybody else will be celebrating christmas and i'll just run away to israel yeah hell yeah um but i don't who knows if i'll be able to do it this year but if not this year i'll do it next year Dude. It's nice because the music industry shuts down in December. No, nobody tours That's over true. Christmas. Yeah. But they run, and they purposely run trips to Israel during that time because they know that, like, and that's, that's the thing I was starting to say about, like, Judaism in America. Like, pretty much, I feel like, especially the Reformed Jewish community has just been like, okay, what, what are, like, what is most of the country doing? Like, how, how do Christians, like, structure their week in time? And we're just going to, like, fit ourselves in. <laughs> like like for instance like sun like we had sunday school right sunday school for jews is only on sunday because they want to make sure that like if <laughs> like if if most people if let's just say like most people in america if they're religious are christian right so if they're mm-hmm. busy on sunday like it makes most sense for us to also be busy on sunday right yeah there's there's no like significance to us going to sunday school on sunday right. or like we had i had a confirmation right Oh, really? And I think that they only call it a confirmation to make us feel like, hey, you get to have one of these too because everybody mm. else is right. talking. Like all your, fr- all your friends are going to be talking about getting confirmed. And right, so like, right. well, w- let's, let's call that what this, you know, <laughs> basically what it was is there's, n- there's nothing 
in sort of like the history of Judaism that calls for a confirmation, but they were like, well, it's a good principle. Like you further your religious studies and then you get to, you know, present to your community, like how you feel about your religion. Like, yeah, that's not a bad thing. And it'll make these kids feel like more connected to their classmates. Yeah. Doing the same thing. Oh, that's beautiful. That's sick. No, it's dude. What do you mean, man? It's like, we're scared, man. We just can't be individualistic. We just <laughs> homogenize. <laughs> Dude, how do you start your dang day? I think um, I've asked you this before over text, but I'm I'm just curious. Do you want to know how I actually started or how I hope to start it? Give me both. Well, if, if ideally I would get up around eight thirty or nine, I would journal, meditate, go for a run, make some breakfast. What's your and- What's your ideal breakfast? I've been doing like breakfast burritos with like quinoa burgers and eggs. Like you'd make a quinoa burger, you mash it up. Nice. Um, and then doing some like open faced egg sandwiches too. That's really nice. Mm. Um, so that's that's the ideal morning. And then like a, a vocal exercise, and then get into business. Word. And I, and I'd say that 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 happens like three or four times a week. That's amazing. So. It's not bad, yeah. Yeah, but then there's the mornings where it's like you were up to like four, and then you wake up at ten thirty, and then you're like, "Oh shoot, <laughs> I have to get this like post up," and there's these like texts I didn't respond to, and like so then I'm doing that, yeah. and then it's like one o'clock, and I haven't done all of those like self care things. Yes, and then I get really stressed because I'm like, I'm 24, I should have my shit together. Like, <laughs> I should very be able to wake relatable. Up two, two hours earlier and get that shit done. <laughs> so it's like it'll just be like one morning I will wake up, I'll do everything in the amount of time I'm supposed to do it and I'll feel like a greet God and then the next morning I'll feel like like an 11 year old child that's these <laughs> are the two be, like poles. coddled and pushed through. yeah <laughs> Greek God I'm a Greek God capable of anything or I'm like an 11 year old child who stands with their mother to like pack their lunch <laughs> that's for dude wake up times are crazy like no matter like I've been I was, I've been thinking about this a lot recently as my sleep schedule and as a lot of our sleep schedules have been fucking thrown uh, into the wind in uh, quarantine times. Um, but it, because part of me wants to be like, okay, like if I get the same amount of sleep, can I just have the same type of day, even if everything is just later? And it's like, no. Yes. <laughs> like, some of it is shame that can be just like dealt with and just like, oh, I'm just ashamed because like my dad wakes up early and goes to like work at a normal job and like yeah. I don't have anywhere to be till like one thirty or something and like I can structure my day around that. But that so some of it is just like cult like societal pressure and like shame and stuff. But then some of it is also just like Oh, yeah, like waking up to all those texts, it's like, oh, shit, like everybody's already going, you know? <laughs> and you wake up yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, people are like asking me for stuff and like shit's going down already. And you wake up and you're like, oh, fuck, like let's get into it. And then also like the quality of like the air outside, you know? Like when it's the morning mm. and like the sun has just hit the earth <laughs> for the first time. That's like a special... You think, there's better, you think there's better air out there? Like it's less circulated? Yeah, it feels I feel rarefied, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or you know whenever that, I'm outside in the morning, I'm just like, "This is cool, like this, this is sick." Yeah. And then I wake up at like two or whatever, and I go outside, and I'm like, 
This is this is <laughs> You're like this this air feels used. <laughs> this feels like this feels like recycled air. Recycled air and also like the sun is just like fully on and I'm like Like oh. this this air didn't come directly from a tree. Like someone it went from a tree to someone else. It's been and back bouncing to a tree around. and now back to me. Yeah. You're totally. you're drinking like like reclaimed sprinkler water <laughs> air. <laughs> yeah, man. What are you drinking right now? Um some oh man it's, it's like it's black tea my girlfriend made it for me it's very nice okay. um it's black tea with nettle tea and like some sneeze tea in it there's a lot of an, there's a lot of antihistamines did you say sneeze but, tea yeah it's something that's supposed to like yeah there's a lot of antihistamines for my allergies. i have so many like seasonal allergies yeah and she she hates when i take antihistamines because she thinks that there's natural supplements are better which she's probably right about but antihistamines just work <laughs> right yeah so she's getting me into um into teas which it, i hated most of them but she made this one and it's fucking delicious hell yeah i um are you is it weird to have allergies at a time where coughing and sneezing is uh socially like <laughs> terrifying Oh yeah, I mean, luckily, like I'm not seeing people I don't know, right? Um, but I mean, De- like Dev the other day told me like I was he he told me I need to like keep a sneeze count. It's so bad. Like, I sometimes it'll just get to the point where I fr- like I can't even get through sentences, and so I just start to get frustrated because my communication skills are now being hindered by my by sneezes by sneezes damn dude i gotta run to the bathroom real quick brb so sorry okay what has been a big learning experience for me in the past year is what part of my mental process and sort of like internal development do i want to be shared and not (laughs) I think about this all the time, man, and especially as like artists and as songwriters, like what is interesting, personal to share and like what is like relevant and like I always think of like Joni Mitchell as like an example of someone who was like very revelatory and very personal, but in a way that was like artistic and inviting. And when is it like selfish or lazy or like like not cool or like uh like things that should like when i started this podcast i was like oh there should be no delineation between this and a private conversation um and i was like i was like weirdly like prideful about that i was like oh yeah this is Mm. gonna be and it was it was a lot of times it was like very recklessly honest on on my end as opposed to like being like rigorously honest but like still having boundaries in place um, which is like where I'm trying to get to now, but in terms of like, that's a tough, tough delineation. It's really like, it's tough, and I think I've definitely been on both sides of that line for sure. But I feel like I'm I have more clarity around it than I used to. Um, as far as like what, but it's it's such a fuck of a question. Is like what is worth sharing, and what is it like cool and artistic to share, and how do you do that in a way that's interesting and and leaves room for an audience. And, like, allows them to take something from the experience rather than just, like, something that you should deal with, like, 
on your own or like in therapy or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a lot of crossover. <laughs> there's a ton of crossover. Um, I mean, we always say like, take care of yourself, take care of each other. And mm. we say that the take care of yourself is first for a reason. Mm. And I think when you open your mouth to talk in a forum like this a podcast or a song, you have to, I think I try to understand that obviously there's so much about this process, us talking, us doing this, us making a piece of art is helping us and it's helping us express like in this moment. Right. But when people listen to it, it's going to hopefully affect them. Right. And I try to be cognizant of understanding like how it's going to, or how it possibly could affect other people. Yeah. Um, so it's not that I want to, I don't, I don't want to only be able to speak publicly about something when I figured it out because right. there are some things in my life I will never figure out and I want to talk about that confusion. And that's part of the like discovery and like figuring yeah. things out is maybe talking about them sometimes. But at a baseline, like I want to make sure I understand like how I just don't want to hurt people. Of course. And if, if I've accepted that I'm going to hurt somebody, I want to feel confident in that decision. Because mm. you're not going to avoid hurting people. Yeah. It's like that's impossible. Fundamental part of relationships, which is crazy right. to think about. There's some stuff that happened to me at the end of last year. Um, and then at the beginning of this year where I was like, man, like this is really shit. Like I should write a, like this, this, like I can see how this would be a great song. Like I can see all the pieces to it. And like, hell yeah, like this would, this would be a great song. This totally makes sense as a song, but I just tried to write it and was like, oh, I don't really feel this way. Mm. and I don't really want to feel this way and I don't really want this to be out in the world forever right like I have to sing this every night and so right. I don't is it honest even though, like, to your own experience right yeah and then it's like it's like if that person comes to me and is like really is this how you feel it's like no then it's like why did you put the song out right it's like well because there should have been a song about it it's like that's just such a cocky i think way of <laughs> yeah of looking at your art totally i used to be so much like that type of way where i was just like oh i'm a, if i'm a fucking real artist i'll just write anything i want and everyone in my real life has to deal with it so sorry yeah but it's like that's that's pretty immature <laughs> and, like, and i won't lie like there's some people that would listen to me and be like well that is what you do <laughs> right yeah it's yeah, but it's, it's like it's it's complicated it's nuanced right it's like because you want to be honest to your own experience but you also like want to present something that at least hopefully has some artistic value that people can take something from right and it's like i don't know it's just, yeah it's so interesting to think about like because like people's lives influence their art but then does the does the art then turn around and like feed back into your life like if you write a song about somebody do they hear the song? <laughs> and then, like, does that affect the relationship, you know? Yeah, I, like... I don't know. I, I really don't write songs about other people hoping that they hear it. Right, yeah. I it, That's, and that's, that's honestly a good 
test for me. Totally. It's like if I'm writing something and I'm like, yeah, like I hope you hear this. And this is the way I, I want you to to get to hear this information. Like I'm not going to communicate with you in my real life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to call you yeah. or text you. I'm going to write a song and put it Very out. Very passive aggressive. <laughs> no, that's just the most I've, unhealthy communication. Yeah. And yeah. I have I have done that in in the past and hopefully grown <laughs> grown. Yeah. And that's not to say like I will definitely put like I definitely have and will put out songs where it's like I say something about how I feel that I didn't tell that person. Right. But if I didn't tell them directly, it's it's because I didn't feel like there was utility in us having this conversation or like it was appropriate for us to have this conversation or, or that this person even wanted to have this conversation. Yeah. And so I'm just saying how I feel because that's how I feel. Not because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I hope they listen to it and then there's my side of the argument and I right. got to get it in. Yeah, it's, totally. It's just because I'm like, oh, like, well, I look back at this and, and now I know how I honestly feel about the situation and, and I've sort of finished the tattoo, right? So it's permanent. It's how I'm always going to feel about it. Actually, I don't know mm. that for a fact, but like, it's how I think I'm always going to feel about it. Right. And then, you know, your life, you, you have realization and your traumas um, make sense to you later. <laughs> but <laughs> well, the tattoo is finished enough. And then I put it on me and like, yeah, hell yeah. As, as a fan of, of you and your music, like, I think it's I'm really. I'm a fan of you and your music. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> let's, let's make some music together sometime. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like twice a week for the past <laughs> month. Um, I think it's cool that you're like, I, as a fan of a writer, I think it's cool that, that like to know that that person is thinking really hard and like trying really hard to like authentically express their experience and also like do right by others in that process and i just think that that is rat and i think that you're doing that and that's sick thank you um i feel the former more than the latter it's not that i'm not trying to do right by others i, I obviously want to be i obviously don't i want to be respectful to everybody who's been in my life and everybody who's not in my life, everybody who might hear the music. Um, but it, like, I won't lie. It's, it's a really selfish process. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's all like, I, it's something I wrestle with and, and I think about, um, cause it's something that's like inherently personal or it can be. Um, and so, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if it, like people relate to your music a lot. And so like people, the fact that people take things from it, I think is a testament to uh, you doing your duty as as the artist, which is tight. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that. I guess I just haven't got to the point of it where I feel like, wow, like I'm doing so much for other people. <laughs> <laughs> which that would be <laughs> like, right. I'm still, yeah, totally. Like I'm it's still it's a process aware for you that. This is an incredibly selfish process that <laughs> some people think I'm an asshole and that in some ways I probably am for, you know, for what I'm doing. Um, mm. And it's not that I don't care. I care deeply. Right. But it's just, I don't know what the fuck else to do. This is what makes sense to me. Right. This is the only way I know how to create art that, I can stand behind every day is to be as brutally honest as I can. 
And I'm sure it's so funny, man, like talking about this stuff because it's like, I think that truth is so subjective. Right. So I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, I'm just being as honest as I can. And someone else can be like, you're not being honest. Like, you're fucking lying. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, and, I, it's, it's hard to, like, obviously, if, if, you know, if people are like calling you out, you want to consider shit. But it, it's also like, we we can't you know be consumed by the fear of other people thinking that we're assholes and <laughs> keeping that from like us living our lives. <laughs> yeah, but I I think about that a lot as well, and it's tricky, man. I just um, I think what I want people to know is that I am trying every single day to understand myself better. Right. And to do right by everybody. Mm. And through my music, I'm just trying to learn more about myself and trying to grow through the process of writing music and hopefully create some sort of net positive in my life where I where I leave this experience a better person for the rest of the world than I entered it. Mm. And I'm going to fuck up along the way. I know I'm going to hurt people along the way. I know I'm going to hurt myself along the way. And that's not an excuse. Um, but I hope people can just see that my heart is in the right place. I think it is. I think you're doing a hell of a job, man. Thank you. I think about that too sometimes, though, where I'm just like... Like there's no way like you're gonna like there's no way to do it perfect like like the like just to work it all out in your head and then like live your life and have it be <laughs> you know no pain. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you we're we're all learning on the fly, you know? Truly. <laughs> Truly we're all learning on the fly. What is um, it like living with your band and like the people that you work with the most? As also, uh, dude, I would be. S- we're a unit, like yeah, it's inspiring. Well, I mean, we're talking right now about music and how it gets put out, and but if I wasn't in this band, I wouldn't put out music. <laughs> really? No, I mean, I, I'm. What I mean to say is like right. It, everything that it's. For the on the music side of things, it's three equal parts, right? Um, in every sense, step of the process. Um, so, you know, I have my own reasons for doing my part, but I've never been a part of something that feels so authentically like a team in my entire life. Yeah, hell yeah! Like we always joke about like. You know how like Laney or something has sort of become like the Paul Klein show, or like the Night Seventy Five sort of become like the Matt Healy show. Oh, okay. Where bands, it's like this is now more about one person. Yeah, it's like I'm not even. I don't want to do that. I'm not even capable of that. If that even is that that would just it would never happen because it, it wouldn't be Moon Tower. 
There's right. no way, shape, or form. Like, this is a freaking team. And I feel lucky every day to feel as challenged as I do by the people around me and as supported mm. as I do by the people around me. Hell yeah. Has it has it been that way from the start? Is that something you guys worked to cultivate? Is it something you guys worked to maintain? Is it just kind of the natural thing? Yeah, it's been that way since the beginning. Hell yeah. Uh, there's, look, like, obviously, we are three dudes who stand on stage and play music in front of people and ask people to, like, stream our music and buy tickets to our shows. We have an ego. <laughs> <laughs> but we've tried to just live and work in service of the band and not each of and not ourselves individually like as much as possible mm. like we really see like the fourth the fourth like <laughs> the fourth sort of like musician member of moon tower is literally moon tower itself and like that's the front man mm. the front man is moon tower right 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 and we're all just like supporting that right. as three equal partners hell yeah how has now you guys obviously like had a, a a headlining tour like planned that like so many other plans had to be postponed, changed, turned around. I'm curious about the process of Moon Tower when the pandemic happens and what y'all's conversations have been like around like okay, how does this band exist in this time? Um I feel really grateful that our default reaction was just to find something else that challenged us mm-hmm. and just get to work i don't it's it wasn't even it didn't even really feel like a conscious decision right it was just like okay we're not going on tour well now we're gonna shoot this live video and we're gonna do a virtual tour and we're gonna work on you when know, we're working on like how to throw virtual festivals right now with like some amazing pe- people that we're so lucky to like be you know partners with and obviously there's time when we feel sorry for ourselves that we're not you know i would i'd be on my way to phoenix right now to play right. a show if yeah. covid hadn't hit and there's times that we feel sorry for ourselves and wish that things could be like they were supposed to be right don't get me wrong like we still feel all of those things, but most of the day we're just saying like, you know what? All right. This, this one thing isn't happening. Great. Like, well, what else can we do? Um, and it's trying to work against destination happiness. It's trying to set a goal, but then understanding like the point is not to achieve the goal. The point is to do the work to achieve the goal Mm. and not worry about the result because Mm. you can't control that. Um, and so the, the way that I think we work, if I could sum it down, is we have a goal. Right. And it's, or we have a place that we want to get to. And we don't even know what that is right. or what it looks like. And I think we've also acknowledged that we'll never really get there. Like, we're never mm. going to, I don't think we'll ever get somewhere and be like, oh, okay, we're satisfied now here. And we, we can just stop. Right. And Moon Tower all achieved. we, yeah, it's like all we can do is keep a heading Mm. and understand that like when you start the project, it looks like it's going to be a straight line between where you are and where you want to be. 
Mm. And then you realize it becomes, I move forward sometimes and sometimes I move sideways and sometimes we move backwards and it's, it's this whole X and Y plane. And mm. as long as you just keep your eyes on where you want to be, you're probably doing okay. Mm. Hell yeah. I love that. So it's like right now, okay, we're not, we're not going on tour. We're not playing, you know, these six, our first six headline shows. No, this is the first time that we were ever going to headline outside of Los Angeles and also like outside of California. Right. And that was supposed to be like this big moment for us. Right. Yeah. So we can either sit around and wait for the opportunity but that's the thing is like, and you know this, like we talk about this, like there is no normal. It's like things are going to go back to normal. You're not going to go like, it's not going to be like, okay, and now one day, everything that you're supposed to do on March 14th, yeah, go ahead and start doing that stuff now. Right, yeah. It's like that, that, that stuff will never happen the way it was going to happen. Yeah. Ever. Mm. It's, it's gone. It's lost. Yeah. So, and that's not, uh, that's not sad. That's the beauty of life. Right. It's unpredictable. It's like, you can't just, you can't put things on hold. Right, like in a way, this is how it's always been, but it's just like very exaggerated and obvious. <laughs> right, it's like so now it's you know, are you gonna? We always say like everything happens for a reason if you never give up. Because mm. mm. I I always think like I always used to think it was funny when people said everything happens for a reason, and I've always thought like there's something missing to that phrase. Mm. and so we've started saying like everything happens for a reason if you never give up Mm. it's like yeah everything happens for a reason if you don't fucking stop like then of course everything (laughs) happens for a reason (laughs) yeah hell yeah dude what things have you been consuming and enjoying and like what shit are you into did you get into new shit in quarantine are you going back to old shit music movies foods I didn't pick up a new i'm not picking up a new language <laughs> are you making That's bread not, in spanish <laughs> right am i am i making sourdough bread and learning spanish no i'm not <laughs> i'm not doing any of that um my life my day-to-day routine hasn't changed much Word. it's just the tasks i'm working on are different than they would have been um which is kind of cool i mean i set some like sort of intentions at the beginning of the year that had purposely nothing to do with what projects I would be working on professionally. Mm. They were literally all just like, what are things that you can do that nobody else can like can get in the way of? Right. Simple, simple things. Um, for instance, it's like meditation, journaling, making a home-cooked meal, exercising, um, vocal warm-ups, and like doing um like and making money like working on like at my job you know right um and nobody but me can get in the way of me doing those things Mm -hmm. so those are the things that i'm trying to focus on and make like and i if i can get those things into my day every day then like Mm. i feel whatever else happened without like Whatever else happened was out of my control, but those six things, you know, those six things are in my control. Mm. Hell yeah. Um, but as far as like what I'm consuming, um, 
just in general. Um, I mean, well, we both been talking about midnight gospel. I still have, I'm sleeping on midnight gospel. I gotta. Oh. Does this ever this happen to you? <laughs> Where like your favorite, one of your favorite bands, like puts out a record or something, and you're like nervous to watch it or something or listen to it. It's because you're such a big Duncan Trussell fan. Yeah, and that, like, I you're afraid to. Gotcha. Not that I have like ownership of him or anything, or, but I like I I just I love him a lot and like he's really influenced my life a lot and like I'm part of me like is like afraid to watch it. <laughs> I don't really know why I haven't really unpacked that entirely, but sometimes my favorite people put shit out and I don't <laughs> I don't watch it. <laughs> no, I mean I get that you were the I mean I watched Midnight Gospel and then you were the one who told me, like, oh, if you like that, like, you should check out his podcast. And, and I've been loving Duncan's podcast. Yeah! I got to check back in with that podcast. What a what a special podcast. From what I understand, it's, like, recordings from the podcast. Midnight Gospel? That is the show. Yeah, right? they basically take conversations and, like, dr- kind of dramatize them a little bit. But really, it's just a conversation between him and people he's had on the show. That's fucking sick. And then, oh, my God. I mean, you told me about this, but the... The episode of the podcast where he talks to his mom. Oh shit! Three you... weeks before she dies. That I think is maybe the like one of the like. It feels weird to say like an achievement because it's like just like such a vulnerable. I just love that recording so much. I think it's like so special and like. I really think it's like. Like what we were talking about earlier about like, just like honesty and having it have value like that to me like that's like the epitome of that it's like here's this like really personal private thing um that a lot of people would be like yikes i don't, I don't want to broadcast this but like he he did it in such a way that was like such a gift to everyone you know like i didn't listen to that podcast where his like mother is knows that she's dying and it's like these two really smart beings mother and son just like talking about life and death <laughs> like it's very just like like i just like learned so much just from Liz. and when she's like talking about being held and shit like that dude yeah oh damn like yeah to me like he's he's so good at that at like being like fearless but also like uh there being like intention to things and it not just being like reckless or indulgent i'm sure some people find it that way um right but but he doesn't yeah and i'm so grateful that he doesn't you know like my life has been like my life has been so enriched by his commitment to that you know that's that's the thing i think that makes it hardest for me to talk about the intention behind my work right is like it's easy for me to talk about the meaning behind my work but that's why like I get when I, I get so tripped up about being like, oh well, I write this song and like maybe it might make somebody feel this way and it's like I care that it makes you feel that way, but I have to do this and it feels selfish and I feel like an ass. And I use that language is because I think I'm still on that journey of finding my own sort of quiet confidence. Right. Yeah. You know. I feel you. And I don't know what you th- like, where, how how you think that factors into your life, or how you talk about your process. But when I listen to Duncan, I hear somebody who, who does have that 
quiet confidence or it's just a, a, another place on that journey yeah yeah man it's a quest and sometimes i feel like i ha sometimes i look back and i'm like oh i had it more when i was 19 or 17 and i'm like why did i yeah, lose but- it <laughs> or whatever <laughs> but then you realize like maybe you had it because you didn't like you just gave less of a shit and like that's not always good right and it definitely wasn't in a lot of ways but there are some times where i'm like oh i've grown more insecure in this ways and it's it, it's not necessarily always right. just like a a maturation process like some ways i'm just like oh i am there's is part of it where i have grown scared of this thing <laughs> yeah so that's like always a, a wild question to ask as well as like oh is this intelligence or like wisdom that's telling me to yeah. go this direction artistically or is this fear you know and i feel yeah. like that's so much of the dance <laughs> Dude, I maybe, yeah. Sorry, say what you're gonna say. No, it's just maybe it's just about admitting that we're confused and just being honest about our confusion. <laughs> that that feels right. Like that feel yeah. like that's not gonna ever go away entirely. And I feel like it is like if we're present with it, like that's that's dope. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel, man. I just feel like I am confused about a lot of things of who I am, not in like a way that makes me scared in a way that makes me excited to learn more about myself. Right. And um, if anybody, you know, I just, uh, my message to people who maybe are fans of the band is like, come watch us be confused <laughs> and learn, and come watch us learn things about ourselves in real time. Yeah. And- <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. It's also come, not like a come, static thing. It's not like it's not like it's like oh, per- personal self is like ninety five percent loaded. It's like, it's like this. It's not just like gonna finitely be revealed one piece by one piece. It's like no changing all the time, you know. And so like that yeah. process is blah 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 blah. Jacob, Moon Tower. Where can people find your stuff? I wish I could talk to you forever. I have to go though. I oh, that's okay. Yeah, like, at um, this is Moon Tower on Instagram. Oh, what do you mean? I'm, I'm so busy too, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I I had to go too. I don't know what the fuck. Like. I'm talking to Barack Obama later, so I have to yeah. prepare. <laughs> um, when is this? When is this airing? Um, de- that'll depend on on what I promo. Probably, probably Sunday. Oh wow! Okay, so uh, next week we are, or this week, if you're listening to this, you oh, there you go. So this week, if you're listening to this, uh, we are launching a project called "What Day Is It?" Um, it's going to be a live video that we filmed, and then we're also launching our virtual tour for June, which <laughs> is going to be. In freaking insane. I don't know if anybody else will think it's cool, but I think it's legitimately the coolest, weirdest thing that we've ever done. Hell uh, yeah. The craziest idea that we've uh, ever had. We're doing a four-night virtual tour. Um, every night is going to be a different set of music with different production, and we're doing things in this tour that we could never, ever do at an actual live set because it just wouldn't be physically possible. Um, and we're just mm-hmm. not at the stage of our career yet. So we're kind of just like jumping into the future of what maybe Moon Tower will look like when we can play like the Palladium. And, and we're doing that kind of shit right now. Hell yeah! So uh, it's really, really exciting. And uh, you guys should come and 
we're making like tickets so cheap where you're going to be able to buy like a ticket to four shows for the price of one. So come check it out. Fucking incredible, man. You're an inspiration. Thanks for making the time, dude. Dude, you're an inspiration. And uh, I just I cherish the fact that through uh, this 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 time when and everybody doesn't get to see people very much that I feel like you and I have gotten to become much better friends. Yeah, very, our very friendship cool. has blossomed in this time. It really is like quarantine highlight for me. Quarantine highlight, man. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Dude, have a wonderful day, man. You too. Peace, man. Take care, bro. Oh, shit. That's the motherfucking podcast. Okay. Go follow at This Is Moon Tower on Instagram for all that dope shit Jacob was talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, and then and then I want you to give yourself a big, nice, long hug because I love you and you love you. Good night.